Welcome to the 10 Minute Life Lesson Podcast. I'm Jay Cleveland Payne. When this timer hits 9 minutes and 55 seconds in this recording, you'll have a fully developed life lesson that you can take with you and begin immediately implementing. The podcast falls under the umbrella of my greater personal development efforts, all under the Your Better You brand. For information on accountability coaching or to gain access to tools, tricks, or life hacks, visit yourbetteryou.info. Thank you for joining me on the journey today. Now, here is this week's life lesson. I once had a boss who was very good at putting me down in very subtle ways, and it wasn't a bad thing. It wasn't a bad trait of the boss. He was basically always on the lookout for people who worked for him and worked with him close enough and was just kind of that wise Yoda-ish kind of guy, to be honest. But one of the days we were just kind of going back and forth and just the situation we were working in and just a lot of just last minute things coming down the pike from the sales staff and just things from the production staff that wasn't always ready and just sort of a mini gripe session I was having about not being able to put things together and basically plan things out. And and honestly, I was in the process of trying to reorganize my office and it was like everything that got in the way of me stopping. So I had a couple hours to move things around, got cut off with people catching me in last minute things and changes and things that need to go on the air. And he basically stopped me and was like, what are you talking about? This situation is not something that's a bad thing. You actually thrive in the chaos that is this place. You actually work well in that situation. In fact, look at your office. Now, granted, I was complaining about not being able to clean up my office. And he just said, just look at it. Things may not seem like they're in much of any state of order. But when you need something, you can find it. When someone has to come get something, you can generally tell them where to find it. Things aren't necessarily lost. You just walk in and don't see the order that people believe is a sign of good order. But in actuality, things are where they are. You're able to get the situations, the care work as it comes down the pike and just deal with the things in and roll the punches as people are coming up there with their last minute and bits and pieces of things. Now, granted, that sort of shook me out of my position for the moment and not didn't so much make me feel better, but kind of got me off the tip of me complaining about not having any free time to clean my office. But here's the actual the deal with that. While I do tend to work very well in chaotic situations, I work even better when I can plan things out, set things aside, put them in order and watch them go piece by piece by piece. Now, the situation I was working in was a situation where a lot of people were doing a lot of last minute changes and a lot of just things on the fly that some of them were good. Some of them were not so good. Some of them were were things that you understood. And some were just basically people were lazy and forgot to get things done and got caught in the last minute. So in that aspect of chaos, I was able to manage what was going on. But just like I could not stop and clean my office, I could never plan out a day. I can never plan anything forward and I can never plan for simple things like downtime for maintenance because anytime I'll suspect maintenance time could be done, there'd be no issues. Someone come up with something that was urgent at the moment, whether it really was urgent or they were just late. And I'd have to stop what I was doing either in the cleanup or literally stop letting the maintenance time settle and restart the system no matter how long it would take to, to go over it again. So while I can be really prideful in the fact that if there's a chaotic situation going in, I can jump in, take the reins pretty quickly and handle what's going on. My actual coaching life and planning on those things 
is based on having a plan, sticking to a plan, making the plan paced so that you can work it piece by piece and piece without being so stressed out. And then taking breaks every so often and evaluating how well the plan is going so you can change if you need to. So with all that, even though that situation was what it was, the reality was I could have worked a whole lot better if I could have cleaned my office, if I could have kept my desk clean. Now, granted, my workspace does not stay clean very long because of the chaos and whatever and sometimes slipping into bad habits. But a clean desk makes anything you do better. A calm situation makes your ability to work in that situation better. Order around you makes getting things done a whole lot better. Think of it as your kitchen and you want to make a pretty elaborate meal. That means a lot of space, a lot of ingredients, a lot of things back and forth, pots and pans, whatever. And you have the skill, you have the talent, you have, if not, you have a cookbook and enough skill to make it work. But your kitchen has not been cleaned in about a week. And every night of that week, you've made these mini meals and had all the pots out and plates out and dishes and silverware and whatnot. And so your entire kitchen is a mess. You've got stuff in the sink. You've got stuff on the counters. You've got pots and pans that you would need for this elaborate thing that are dirty. Maybe you took some time to put some in the dishwasher. Didn't run the dishwasher. It's not full yet, not ready to go. It's the same sort of thing. You can move around in that kitchen and get a meal together. Maybe even get that pretty elaborate meal together as it is, but it's a whole lot easier to get it done from a clean kitchen than it is from a disastrously dirty kitchen. This is why every night at the end of the shift for restaurants, they spend extra time cleaning everything in the restaurant so that in the morning when they prepare, they pull everything out ready to go without any hesitation. Even if they do have time to get in early and wash some dishes, they don't have that to worry about. That's one step less to worry about. This is not the clean your room (laughs) argument. This is not the clean your room uh, message, although there's always that. This is just a matter of making sure that you understand the gravity of the situation that your situations live in. Not quite the most grammatically correct, but you understand. Things are much easier to work with from a place of order, not so much cleanliness, but order than they are from chaos. You may be a person who thrives on chaos and strife and trouble and those types of situations, but you don't actually start from chaos. You start from a stop, a pause, and you start from a preparedness and being on alert from something that's chaotic as opposed to just click something happens. Firefighters don't just get out of bed from their homes, get in their cars and drive to a fire when they hear something goes on. Firefighters have distinct shifts where they are on shift to be prepared for a fire. While they're on shift, you know, they do get a chance to sleep, but they do have a quick release system that get up, you know, fire poles and all that stuff to get up, get to the truck and get going. When they need to go out for a little bit, they don't just roll out in, the, in their, their personal cars. They literally take the fire truck. If they want to go shopping, they take the fire truck because a call may come in. They have to jump in the fire truck and go take care of the call. They don't come from complete nothingness and just kind of wake up and just run to the fire. They are already in a place where they are on standby and everything they do is preparing for what could happen. Sometimes they're doing maintenance on their stuff and they have to break away from there, but they are there for that. 
if there's major maintenance that needs to be done, they take it someplace else. And the people who aren't on duty can handle that while the people on duty are on standby just in case something happens. Like I said, this is not the clean your room speech this week, but it is the make sure that you have your pieces of life in order before you take on as much of your situations, as much of your troubles as possible. And just like I was trying to clean my office, so it'd be a lot easier for me to find stuff and store stuff and eventually have someone else go in there and look for something as opposed to look under this pile and then look under this pile. Because, yes, they could find something if they needed it, but it wasn't in any real semblance of order. And to be honest, I was trying to upgrade my whole professional life and try to win some awards and do some things. So I was trying to have that air of professionalism, which meant I needed to put some stuff in place so that people could see my office so I could be interviewed there. That was be, to be totally honest on that. So think about this. If you're a person who thrives in chaos or if you're not and you need to explain to other people who are throwing chaos at you, life works so much better from a place of calm and order. It doesn't have to be spotless or immaculate, but things in a certain place and put back in that certain place when are done help you get things done, help you find things when you need them and help you direct people to where they are if they are unfamiliar and can find them as well. This is not the clean your office message. This is the declutter your head message. If you can't clean your physical surroundings, make sure that your mental acuity is as clear as possible. Your mission is clear. Your thoughts are clear and what you're supposed to be doing for and whom is clear. That's it. We'll do a clean your room message much, much later because it's coming too. But this is so much about this is more about being clear of what is chaos and what is actually something that can get your work done. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. Thank you for being a part of the crew. Thank you for dealing with some of the clutter and chaos that this podcast, uh, everything rebounded in all of its stages has been. The The story I told at the beginning was a extremely true story. Um, the, the boss, that's how the boss was. Every time I would say, you know, I need to work on something. He'd basically say, no, you're, you're pretty good at this. Keep on doing it. And it's not that he was holding me back in any way. But he was trying to basically relay a message that the standard wasn't going to work in the situations we were working in. The standard only worked in situations where standard people acted. And because so many people were doing so many things in their own chaotic and late ways, we are always on the reactionary part of it. And a massive culture change would have to come to make everybody come to where I wanted to be. And unfortunately, I wasn't in a position to initiate that change. And that was something that was a hard lesson overall to get to. But that's essentially what he was trying to do. He was basically trying to eliminate some of the stress of me thinking the world needed to be in more order just because I couldn't get it in orderly manner. But that's a story, a tale for another day. Uh, Right now, once again, thank you so much for being a part of this 10-minute life lesson. And if 10 minutes was way too much, that story at the beginning was too much to get into, we have a sister podcast called Steps You're a Better You. Steps You're a Better You is just 90 seconds from start to bottom, and it will give you a quick life lesson that you can take along with you, and it's literally quicker than 10 minutes or 9 minutes and 30 seconds, which the lesson part of this story is. So you can find information on both of those podcasts by going to yourbetteryou.info. 
yourbedu.info, the home for those podcasts, and the home for where you can find more information about connecting with me and how maybe I can help you work out the your better you part. Although you've got to do the bulk of the work, I'm just we have tools such as accountability coaching sheets where we basically go down a list and see what it is you're supposed to be doing, and I just basically ask if you did it. And we have uh, long-form coaching. We also have uh, group coaching. And coming soon, we're going to launch a new concept for me. It's a membership sort of in-and-out program where people kind of come in and come out to group coach. It's replacing the Better You in 52. We're going to do one more launch to a to a uh, cohort of that very, very soon. And then we're going to go to this sort of 365 all-time in-and-out type thing. We're going to try this thing. Someone suggested it, and I think it's time to do something different and new here in 2020. So I think we're going to go with that and see how well that works. You can email the show or the basically everyone about this at your bitter you info at gmail.com. And of course we want to make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. And if you're not do it so you don't miss out on other episodes and share the podcast with other people, like-minded folks looking to improve themselves and just need a little bit of kick here or there to kind of keep it going. Also, you want to find out more information about other things that I'm working on, check out jclevenpain.net. And thank you. Thank you so much for being a part of the program, being here for the show, and be here next week for another great episode of the 10-Minute Life Lesson Podcast from yourbetteryou.info.